welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. It's Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sheila Darling Coaching. Sheila Darling is a social worker, certified hypnotherapist, and mindfulness meditation teacher and could be your start to a more peaceful life. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in the United States. Uh, And you will hear more about these sponsors later, uh, but they make this podcast possible. So please head to BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. See if you can give them any of your business. While you're there, scroll down and enter your email address, and uh, we'll send these episodes right to your inbox on Monday, so you don't have to go searching for it. Um, And now Diane has our review of the week. Our review of the week comes off of iTunes, so thank you so much for putting this on iTunes for us. It's from Taylor Garmaker. I want to make sure that I got that right, because she put her name in there. A lot of people don't do that, so thank you so much for telling us who you are. My new favorite podcast. I wish I had heard this before I even gave birth and more so as I struggled the first few months breastfeeding my daughter. Such empowering information as well as informative conversations about the stuff that truly matters. Thank you so much. I'm glad you found us. I'm glad you thought it was helpful. Thank you for the review. And you can send us reviews, either put them on iTunes, you can put them in email form and send them to us at badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And we are going to today talk about some stuff that truly matters for real. Like it for all real matters, real. but yeah. it all matters. Yeah. <laughs> all the we stuff we talk, talk about, about, we never talk about stuff that doesn't matter. That's very true. Because I'll just stay in bed. I know. We're do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What we always matter. So we are going to talk about though, like boob shape, size, nipple yes, shape, boobs size. And nipples come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. And, you know, it's really amazing the amount of different shapes and sizes and things that are going on with that body part. You know, it's incredible. Until I started working in this field, I thought everybody had boobs that look like mine. Yeah. Like I really did. I didn't know that there were so many differences or that anything really mattered. You know, like what Like I just didn't think that it really mattered, like what your boob size was as far as like breastfeeding and all that stuff even when I got pregnant I was like I never thought that it would matter so where does this idea come from that it matters you know that that your breast size is going to impact your breastfeeding or that your nipple is going to impact your breastfeeding I I never would have considered that at all no I know and it comes in with all of that other confusing information because it's you know we think it, it it kind of makes logical sense that like, well, if you have big boobs, then you have more milk than if you have small boobs. Right. I mean, like a big water right. balloon is going to have more water in it than a small water balloon. But turns right. out it's actually not even that's not even true at all. Oh, it has nothing to even. Yeah. You have absolutely nothing to do with the amount of milk that your body is making. The size of oh. your breasts, you know, nope, it doesn't affect milk supply even a little bit. Not at all. It's not related at all. Turns out the size doesn't matter. It, does, <laughs> it just, really doesn't. It just doesn't matter. It really does not matter at all. The only thing that matters, I think, with if we're going to say any of it matters, is that sometimes it's hard to position a baby 
when you're bigger breasted or you feel like you're going to oh. suffocate your baby when you're bigger yeah. breasted. Like I, I see that all the time. The moms are like, Oh my God, my baby, my breast is bigger than my baby's head. I'm going to suffocate yeah. him. But you won't. won't. And it can be more difficult. And we can talk about, you know, different things you can do if you have larger breasts, you know, as far as positioning goes and trying to deal with that, because that's a thing. That is a thing. That's really sometimes really difficult for people. They have to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. But one of the other things too that comes up, and I know this is how I felt because when I had my kids, when I had my first son, I was like really like kind of, I guess I was skinny. I don't know. You look back and you don't ever think yourself is skinny, but um, I was a distance runner and stuff like that. And in the service, and I know I was, I was way smaller than I am right now. Like my breast size was way smaller than it is right now. And then my milk came in and I was like, oh my God. I look obscene because I was not prepared for my breast size to get as big as it was when I was that small. So I was like, Oh my, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I was like, I can't leave the house. I look obscene. This is insane. Yeah. I know it's weird to have that body part or any part of your body just change so drastically. Right. And then women that already have big breasts are like, I'm not going to get bigger. Am I? It's like, yeah, Yeah. you, you, you will. There's that scene in that movie. What's that movie called? Um, oh God. Um, John Travolta is the like guy and Kirstie Alley has a baby. Oh, and then he ends yeah. up, look who's talking. Yeah. With and the baby the, like, talks. Baby talks. Yeah. <laughs> who's the baby's voice? I can't even remember. This movie is so old. It's, so it's like Bruce Willis or something, yeah. isn't it? And Kirstie Alley's pregnant and at the beginning and her boobs have gotten really big. So she's like standing in the mirror and she's trying to be like all sultry, oh, you know, and she's like, Ooh, look at look. And then she's just like, <sighs> I hate this. It really is like, and some people love it, but I, w- I know I was just like, oh my god, I was mortified. I, and it's no, it's just too weird to have any anything change so drastically, so rapidly. It's just like, whoa, what's happening here? Yeah, I mean, and I've had moms be like, I went from you know this size to a triple G, like stuff I never even knew existed. I yeah, didn't know there right. was such a thing as a triple G. Yeah, but and that's happens. what, and that becomes an issue actually when you're trying to find a nursing bra. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, what size am I even? And is it going to change? And how, you know, so it's really hard to get a good size. Um, for yeah. That. And you do want a good size because you don't want to be constricted because then you don't want to be, you know, especially really early on, like having things too tight and they're really, you know, the milk is all constricted. Yep. And then you're going to change again. So and it's, like, it's going to change. Don't put, you know, a whole lot of money. We have an episode. I'll link it in the show notes about um, sizing with Rumina. Oh, yeah. So right. I will. Yeah, I'll link that in the show notes because that, yeah, wh- that was a while back. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. But that might be really helpful if anybody is looking to, you know, size because it is it is really hard. But when you go to try to breastfeed this baby and you have bigger breasts, it's like, how do I I can't even see where the nipple is you know, or I can't, yeah. I'm having a hard time positioning the baby. What do I do with this? Right. Or the nipple's so huge. And it's like, well, they told me I should put most of the areola in the baby's mouth, except my areola is the size of like a tea saucer. Yeah. And so how is that even possible? You know, and then you have to kind of realize that that's not going to happen. Right. And that is one positional thing. Like when people say to me, I'm trying to get more of the areola in the baby's mouth. And it's like, but Everybody has a different size areola. Right, like how do we know, right? So like, you can't really go by that as a as your guideline. Don't go by that as your guideline. If the latch is comfortable, go by that as your guideline. Not by how much areola you can stuff in your baby's mouth because right. 
It might not if matter. You're, yeah. If your areola is the size of a tea saucer, then it's not, that's not going to happen. And that's not useful either. That's no. never, it's never going to happen. Your baby can't fit all that in their mouth. No, not at and all. They don't need to. So go buy what's comfortable for you as far as what it feels like. Breastfeeding, a lot of breastfeeding is by feel. So you want to know that you're like feeling comfortable with the latch and feeling comfortable with where you're sitting and where what you're doing and how you're, you know, how you're positioning your breast. Yeah. Since we're going on and on about large breasts. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about, you know, some of the positions because one of the things that people are really, you know, we see breastfeeding as like people, what you, you normally see is like holding the baby in the cradle hold, mm-hmm. which is really difficult. That's a really difficult position for somebody who has really, really large breasts. Yes. And so you can try things like some things that people say are, are more um, useful to them are like the cross cradle, mm-hmm. you know, where you're kind of like the baby is just like across your right under your breasts or the football hold. Yes. People swear by this football hold. I could never figure that out, but yeah, that it was, doesn't matter. It's not, it, it's not about me. <laughs> yeah. It was never my go-to either. So that's um, where your baby is like on your breast and then they're kind of to your side on the same side of the, of your body that, that they're, that, of the breasts that they're attached to. Mm-hmm. They're like right up against your rib cage. Right. Yeah. And that can be really helpful with bigger breasts because then you can really get a better idea. You can see the baby a little bit better and kind of see what's going on. Um, yeah. One of the things that is really important, and this is all like kind of newborn baby stuff, because as mm-hmm. your baby gets bigger, it's going to be a lot easier. Right. But when you have a newborn, things like the cradle hold, like you were saying, is just like way too hard, even just for any newborn Mm-hmm. because it's just your baby's so floppy. But you really need to have a good support pillow or something that's very going to really support you well so that you can feel comfortable with positioning your baby. If you're trying to like hold your breast and trying to hold the baby yeah. and trying to you know manipulate your body in a specific way, like that can be really uncomfortable after a while. So we want you to have something that's going to be really, really stable and where you can like lay your baby on it and manipulate how you're holding your breast. Cause you're always, no matter what your breast size is, I always tell new mothers, like you still have to hold the breast, even if your breast is small, because your baby can't support the weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just too much weight for your baby. Yeah. And the, another thing that's always good to master is no matter your breast size either is laying down. Yes. Because laying down side lying position is just awesome in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Because you're laying down. I swear <laughs> Who to God. Who doesn't love to lay down? I know. That's and all of these things are so hard to, to picture. And this is where Google can come in really handy. We will give you permission sometimes to use Google, <laughs> but not always. <laughs> but in this position, if you Google like breastfeeding positions or large breasted breastfeeding positions that people who have large breasts have, you know, been able to say that works for them, then you get a, you can see it you know, which is harder for us to explain in a podcast, but when you can actually see it and then you can try these things, you know, some, some, some of them will work and some of them will feel really weird to you. And then you can just kind of mess around with the different positions until you find a comfortable one. And then just like go nuts, just Mm -hmm. like do that, do that one. And that's, you know, like you said, it's not going to last forever because eventually your baby gets more head control and more control of over everything and they're bigger and they're easier to deal with. Right. And I have moms that will ask me all the time, well, how am I supposed to 
breastfeed in public yeah with a pillow and you know this is what we're talking about now with all the support and trying new things and trying different positions and getting comfortable this is all newborn baby stuff the first few weeks when we want you to be home breastfeeding your baby like that is your job in the beginning is just kind of like hanging out with your baby getting used to everything figuring it all out and it doesn't necessarily come naturally like breastfeeding is the most unnatural natural thing you'll do yeah totally and some people some people think it's really helpful to like roll a towel up under their breast mm -hmm. and like kind of bring it up because if it's sagging way down they're just like oh I can't like you said you can't see and it's kind of hard to deal with yeah so you can roll a towel up under there I've even heard of people like tying a scarf around their neck and like under their breast and creating like a boob sling yeah yeah I mean I kind of just want to do that anyway (laughs) it seems like really comfortable and I you know (laughs) I have a you know some people have I have a friend who um it was super large breasted all through like like as soon as she hit puberty and she has had just chronic back problems like really bad back back problems and she would go to the doctor my back my back and they're just like yeah well it's not you know I guess want to. I wish I had known about the boob sling, and I could have just like put her in some boob slings. But she actually ended up recently. She's had she has two kids, and she's having another one in like next month. Um, but like a couple years ago, she got a breast she got breast reduction surgery. This is so like off topic. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. I just want to tell the end of the story is that she got breast reduction surgery, and her back problems are completely gone. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway. Um, do you have anything more about large breasts? Just that I want moms to, you know, not feel uncomfortable breastfeeding with this, you know, with, with having larger breasts. Yeah. You're so not alone. And like, honestly, if you feel more comfortable, like if you are in public and you feel more comfortable with a cover, like cover, right? it's fine. It's always okay to cover. I feel like we've gotten to this point in like this breastfeeding movement where it's just like, you know, I will be uncovered and free the nipple and, you know, let the my titties hang out. And that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I want that to go on. But the thing is, if you're not comfortable with that, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to cover. And it's, you know, in, if that makes you un- more comfortable, then like, we highly encourage that. Yeah, whatever works for you. But yeah. you're not going to suffocate your baby. No, you will not suffocate your baby. And you will make enough milk. I mean, it will, the breast size is fine, um, but it's totally okay. And you will so, get a little bit bigger and then you're going to get, hopefully, well, I shouldn't say you're going to go back to your regular size because not everybody does, but, you know. And breastfeeding does not make your breast sag. That's another thing that, that comes up quite a bit. It's actually pregnancy that does that. It's not breastfeeding. So, and genetics. So don't worry if you're getting bigger and you're worried about, oh my God, my breast going to sag. Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? No, nope, it's okay. Just no, no worries. Yeah. I mean, this is what they're for. So this is what they're for. They're actually supposed to sag a little bit after, you know, mm-hmm. after you have the kids. It's just how it is. Um, What about the deal with like, well, so like large area, super large areolars or really large nipples that are like so big that the baby can't fit them in their mouth. So, yeah, should we get into nipples after we well, hear from our sponsors? Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? Okay. <laughs> Time is going by so fast. We have so much to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we will be right back. Okay. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA. The Reef Safe Face and Body Sunscreen is SPF 27 and made with 10% non-nanoparticles of natural zinc for broad-spectrum protection against both UVA and UVB UVB rays. And I'm so happy to be doing an ad about sunscreen because, yes, finally, (sighs) sunscreen weather. The gentle formula... I know. The gentle formula won't clog pores and is safe for babies, children, and adults. Protect your skin from damage from the sun from, for, long, for long-term skin health. All of Original Sprouts products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. Made for babies, perfect for grown-ups too. Check out the entire line at originalsprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also sponsored by Sheila Darling Coaching. The transition to parenthood can be intense. Feelings of anxiety and depression are actually quite common. Your feelings should not be ignored. You deserve space where you can process this transition and all of the emotional and psychological changes that come with it. You may hear people telling you to just enjoy it or it all goes by so fast. These statements are dismissive of the changes we go through when we have a new baby. Transitioning to a new family member isn't always the peaceful journey we see on TV. Sheila Darling Coaching can be that professional support person that Diane and I are always saying there is no shame in getting. Sheila Darling is a social worker, certified hypnotherapist, and mindfulness meditation teacher and could be your start to a more peaceful life. Head to Sheila Darling. Com to schedule your consultation today and mention this podcast and get 10% off of a coaching package. Um, all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found um, in our show notes under this episode on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And our shout out of the week goes to Black Birth Workers Rock. Uh, This is an Instagram account and you can also uh, find the, um, their, um, oh, more information at um, blackbirthworkersrock.com. You will find a Black Birth Workers Rock directory if you are looking for um, a Black Birth Worker. And follow the account. It's got lovely, um, you know, birthing and fertility and lactation and, you know, paternal health um, information. So again, information or Instagram, Black Birth Workers Rock. On, on Instagram and you can follow them. And that's all I've got. Awesome. So before we go on to nipple stuff, should we talk about small boobs? Yeah. Because I'll also, again, again, with the large boobs, before we move on, like the C hold mm-hmm. and sandwiching your breasts a little bit, if that's going to help you get like the nipple into your baby's mouth, if it's really big, you can use the C hold, which is just kind of, you know, you put taking your hand and making the shape of a C around it compressing a little where it turns into kind of how you would push down on a sandwich before you take a bite out of it 
Yeah. Just a little bit further back, like not right at the nipple, but further mm-hmm. back, like in the breast tissue and don't hold it too hard because I've had some mothers that actually like cause bruising on their breast tissue because oh, they're holding yeah. so, so tightly. Yeah. You don't need to do that. You need to just compress for a second and let your baby get their mouth around it. And then you can just let go. Yeah. Just support. Or, just you know, yeah. You like- can also massage your breasts. I mean like large breasts with like a lot of tissue massaging can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then small boobs. So for small boobs, I don't know. Do you see a lot of issues with this? Not really. Yeah. No. And small boobs really like people really are worried that they're not going to make enough milk when they have small breasts. And Mm -hmm. it's, you will like some of the people that I've seen that have crazy oversupply come with small breasts. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the size of your breast at all. But the same thing applies, like if you if you want to kind of help your baby, if you want to, if you need to, you know, depending on how small they are, you know, if you need to kind of protrude your nipple out a little bit to help the baby get a latch, mm-hmm. you can do the C hold again or the V hold. I like the C a little bit better. Well, yeah, I think it's less awkward. <laughs> it all accomplishes me. the same thing so you're just trying to push out a little bit to give your baby a little bit of assistance which you know they can all use in the beginning D- despite whatever breast size you have yeah, sometimes they just need that. help like they just need help getting on latched on and that these are all things that you can do to help yeah. them latch so nipples nipples uh the nipple so there's all kinds of things that go on with this right there's like partially protruding nipples unilateral flat nipples and inverted nipples and dimples and it's crazy isn't it's amazing how many different things go on with nipples i didn't know i know i didn't know either (laughs) and people think that if their nipples aren't perfectly perfect Mm -hmm. like i don't even know like where do we see nipples other than porn i don't know but well i mean oh well i guess those are always like kind of your typical what you think a nipple would look like right right but sometimes like if you see those ads for like the swimsuit issues and stuff like that you can like see the nipples protruding you know like through oh the swimsuit. yeah yeah like like that- in like showgirls where they were putting ice on their nipples and like making them stick out through their tops yeah yeah like, give me a break that's not the real world <laughs> You know, like, right. it's just not, you're good with the movie references today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we like, just sits around and watches about, movies from the 90s. Right. I like, do. Yes. <laughs> just pop culture reference. That's my thing. But nipples, I think, are more of a stressor for breastfeeders than breast size, even. Yeah. Because everybody worries about like, what if my nipple is too big? What if my nipple is too small? What if my nipple is flat? And one of the things that happens that I see happening is that sometimes the breastfeeding mother doesn't even consider it until somebody says to them, usually in the hospital, oh, you have big nipples. Oh, you have flat nipples. Oh, your nipples are really small. Oh, and then the mother calls me and they're like, well, they said I had sm- small nipples. Is that why the baby's not breastfeeding well? They said I had flat nipples. They said I had this. No, they just don't know how to help you. So they're going to blame your breast nipple size. Like that's what they're doing. Right. I have not. I mean, first of all, the flat nipple thing. I I don't meet too many mothers that truly have and have had flat nipples their entire life. A lot mm-hmm. of nipples flatten out 
when your milk starts to come in because your body is filled with fluid from labor and delivery. So that breast tissue does get very swollen, which will flatten out the nipple. That is not forever. It goes away. But the rest of it, like the small nipples, inverted nipples, all that stuff, like babies can still latch. We, I mean, I remember a lactation consultant I used to work with. She was amazing. And she was like, we don't call it breast. It's not called nipple feeding. It's called breastfeeding. Mm. They can still latch regardless of what the nipple looks like. And they can. Yeah, I mean, they're not latching to the tip of it anyway. Right. You know, they're latching kind of around it, latching to the, you know, the areola area. Right. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, the only time I ever see it really cause a problem, and again, if it ever causes a problem with latch, it's usually just in the beginning because of the swollen breast tissue. Mm -hmm. That's really the bigger issue. Not the nipple, it's the swollen breast tissue because of all the fluid that they pump into you when you're in labor. So that is usually the bigger issue. Or if you have a situation where you have a super little like preemie baby and your nipple is a lot bigger, like in those kind of situations, yeah, you might have a little bit of a harder time kind of getting things going, but it doesn't mean that your baby is not going to breastfeed. And those are very specific situations. That is not everybody. That is not every baby and every parent. Mm-hmm. That is just a very specific, like, okay, my baby was born several weeks early. It's very, very small. And I happen to have over overly big nipples. I mean, yeah. you don't see that every day. Now the inverted nipple thing, I just had this happen very recently with somebody and she contacted me prior to having the baby when she was pregnant still, because she was concerned that she had an inverted nipple and wasn't going to be able to breastfeed. If you have an inverted nipple or two inverted nipples, that does not mean you can't breastfeed. That is not a game changer. Babies can still latch and breastfeed. And I did see this baby and mother after they had their baby and she was, the baby breastfed great on an inverted nipple. It can, it can happen. Don't let anybody tell you it can't. Yeah. Are there times that it can't? Do you see babies struggling with this? I mean, sometimes, but again, it comes down to a lot of that swelling, the milk coming in and the fluid, Mm -hmm. because then it just stretches that out a lot more. Sometimes what I will see, or what I have seen, I won't say it happens every time, but what I have seen. so, So nipples sometimes when they're inverted will come out when you breastfeed. Yeah. Yeah. So what I have seen happen in the past is like the nipple will come out, mom will breastfeed, the nipple will come out and then it'll fold back in mm-hmm. after she's done breastfeeding and it will feel very raw because it's still like, you know, wet from mm. breastfeeding oh, yeah. and it, it just goes in, it, it reverts back in and it kind of can feel raw and it's not healing well. So sometimes that can cause a problem, but we just have to be more cautious with healing. But I don't ever really see it be a huge issue. You can use a nipple shield. I see a lot of families do that just to kind of I was going to ask about that. So, yeah, so getting started. And then if you're going to do that, though, then we need some help getting off of it, too, right? Which I feel like that's what happens. Yeah, you should always be working with a lactation consultant just to be sure that. Especially if you start like an intervention like that. Yeah, absolutely. And what can happen too is like, say, for example, maybe you're in the hospital and you have an inverted nipple and they say, okay, let's give you a nipple shield because you have an inverted nipple. 
but maybe that's not the reason why the baby wasn't breastfeeding well. You know what I mean? Maybe it was a different reason. Maybe they're not mm. sucking well or something, you know, like I've seen that happen too, where everybody thought it was this, you know, this nipple issue, but it really wasn't. It was something completely different. So if you do start with a nipple shield, that's not the end of the world. And sometimes it will help, you know, pull the nipple out as well as a baby's nursing, but we can totally get off of that too. But definitely work with somebody. You want to be working with a lactation consultant to make sure you're on the right path. What do you think about the these there's these like things like you can pump for a couple minutes beforehand to get your nipple to pop out? You or can. like or like rolling, you know, kind of rolling the nipple in between your finger, your thumb and your index finger a little to pop it out. Yep, you can do that. Um I would recommend that before the pumping, only because I mean, it just seems easier. Right. Exactly. I mean, not that the pumping doesn't like you can, but who is that ahead of their baby that they're like, okay, I know the baby's going to want to eat in five minutes. So yeah. let me just, you know, it's really hard to feed on demand and be a few minutes ahead of your baby so that you can pump first. No, especially if you could just roll a little in between your fingers, if that, mm-hmm. you know, and if that works for you, then just do that. Absolutely. What do you think about um, breast shells? These things. So a breast shell, if you don't know, it's like a little thing that you can put on your nipple, like in between feedings that creates like a little suction that pops the nipple out. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Am I explaining that right? Yeah, you're explaining it right. There's no evidence to really show that they help because sometimes they'll say wear them during pregnancy and it'll help the nipple to pop out. Yeah, that's what we hear sometimes, too. Oh, I just assumed that it would just pop it out like in that moment, not like long term. Yeah. Like if you just wear them, like it'll like next time your baby wants to nurse, you're like, oh, yeah, we're all prepped over here. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But I mean, there's not a lot of research behind it. Sometimes it can kind of like press on that breast tissue. Um, Reverse pressure softening. I don't know if we've ever talked about that on the show, but reverse pressure. I'll put a link to it because there's a like there's a really good um, informational piece about it. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, but reverse pressure softening. All that is, is like kind of methodically going around the areola yeah, yeah, and pushing yeah. back, pushing that fluid back so that the mm-hmm. nipple pops out. Yeah. Because honestly, a lot of this is just fluid retention when you're talking flat nipples. Cool. Yeah. So that can work really well. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things, what happens with this, like you were saying is is like a large areola or like a really small nipple or a flat nipple, inverted nipple. A lot of times you hear, maybe you don't even know that this is a thing <laughs> for for you. Your breasts are just your breasts, right? You're just like, okay, these are just the girls I've always hung out with, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe they're not girls. I don't, you know, whatever. They don't have to, <laughs> your breasts don't have to have a gender. You're, you're just whatever. There's just a body part that you're used to. And then you're in the hospital, like you said, and somebody's like, oh, my God, you have really big nipples or you have flat nipples or you whatever. Like, we better get a nipple shield over here. You know, I don't know if you're going to be able to breastfeed. And then, like, all this stuff starts happening that causes panic when it's kind of similar to the whole um, lip tie tongue tie thing that we were talking about mm-hmm. how like you know we get really panicked about it but sometimes it doesn't affect anything at all right you know it doesn't affect anything or like the interventions are kind of premature or unnecessary or some other things could have been tried or whatever and we're just kind of jumping to because we're very like intervention focused you know so it's just like oh well, we need to intervene here we need to do something when it could be that it's just not necessary at all 
and, you know, give it a try, give it some time like anybody else with nursing. I've had, and this has happened more than once to me, where somebody has said, I was told my nipples were really big and I had no idea that that was like an issue or I had no idea that they were big or I even had a partner say to me once, they said my wife's nipples were really big. I didn't even think, I didn't think anything. I don't think they're strange. Like these poor families, like she's walking around thinking she's like a circus freak now because people are like, your nipples are really, I think one of them even said they asked to take a picture. Like for, you know, for like research or whatever. Oh, come on. Because the nipples were so big. And I'm like, okay, well, some nipples are big. Some butts are big. I mean, like, I have a big butt. You want to take a picture for research? Like, it's a picture of my ass? Here, go ahead. (laughs) I mean, like, based on what? Based on, like, again, like these ideal pictures of whatever, you know, of this ideal image we have of of bodies and then it's like well it strays from that so it's strange when actually bodies just look all different right and they're all made to birth and nurse babies like that's just how it is and that's kind of how i always think of it and maybe it's raw like maybe i am just like living in this alternate universe where i am like we have these bodies that are meant to birth and breastfeed these babies why is it that our environment is trying to find a way for this not to happen naturally yeah. We managed to come this far we, as a, as a species, right? Yeah. We managed to get to the year 2021 as a species. Barely. I mean, now we're <laughs> screwing it up. We weren't screwing it up before. Now right. it's like, now we're oh my god. Up. Yeah. But you know, like what happened if somebody had a big nipple back in, you know, whatever year when babies were being born and did people say, "Oh, well your nipple's too big." That your baby's just gonna have to yeah, can you imagine drink trees and just sap. like hunter-gatherer like, societies like oh my god large nipple too large too large you're Move like on. you're ousted yeah <laughs> you're ousted it's insanity it's insanity yeah i know we've been so fooled and tricked into thinking that our bodies are not they don't work and they don't function the way that they're supposed to um when they look different from you know the magazine yeah so sad who looks like that and you know because of they don't even look like that this is what i always want to tell people that person in that picture doesn't even look like that exactly that's just what i was gonna say they don't look like that either yeah it's yeah it's a farce yeah well thank you diane that was very informative i aim to please (laughs) but don't worry about your nipples or your breasts your baby's gonna breastfeed beautifully yeah, and if you need a little help, we'll join the club, you know, yeah, and absolutely. contact a lactation consultant or let us know and we'll, you know, walk you through it. Yeah. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Bye.